Hey coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. I want to thank our sponsors through HardwoodTexas.com. We have Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, Allstate Agency, Jeremy Thomas, Huddle, and Tumbleweed Textiles. Our guest today is the newly named head boys basketball coach at Waco Midway High School, Coach Matt Brown. Matt and I go way back from our assistant coach days at uh, Bryan ISD. He was at Rudder, I was at Bryan High. A lot of uh, heated open gym games uh, between between Matt and I. He uh, went on to Wharton High School, three regional tournaments there, two regional finals at Wharton, and now is the uh, head coach at Waco Midway taking over for Coach Brad Chasteen. Uh Matt, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks a lot, B, man. I'm happy to be here talking to you. You just brought up some memories about the old open gym days, and Brian, it, it did get heated, man. I wish, I wish I, I still had that game left in there. And hey, we're still we still got to play at uh, TABC now. I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a, a normal deal. Go up to Gold's Gym and get our run in. So every, every time I'm for it, man. I'm always for it. <laughs> well, hey, uh, congratulations again on the job. Uh, you were an assistant there at Midway this past year. Why don't you talk a little bit about the transition you've had to make from being the first assistant to being the head coach this spring? Thanks a lot, too, B. Man, it, it, it's a great opportunity here. Uh, you know, first and foremost, me, you know, growing up in McGregor, right down the road, uh, you know, first I always saw Midway as, you know, one of the premier jobs in the area. And uh, so from, you know, from when I was in high school, you know, it's always something good to look up to. So uh, for me, getting the job is, you know, just a, you know, humbling experience, but it's also like, you know, it's something I think really highly of. So it's, it's, I'm very fortunate to be here close to my family. Uh, you know, I got two little ones running around, so <laughs> yeah, right down the road from a, a glass of my mom's sweet tea at at any given time. So that's that's always good. Uh, but the transition has been good so far. You know, I when you come in, you, you know how it was when you were a young coach. You know, you got to earn the kids' respect. Nobody is gonna, you know, just say, "Hey, he's our coach. Uh, we fully respect you." You know, <laughs> so you got to show them you care. Uh, you know, get there, open the gym for them, do things, and then they see it. They can tell you care. You know, they'll buy into what you're selling, too. So that, that's been the biggest thing for me, I think, is getting this introduction year to kind of get to know all the kids and, and let them get to know me. So there really hasn't been a whole lot of lag time. Uh, we've kind of just dove into getting better. Um, now, when Chastine, when he told the kids that he wasn't coming back, uh, they, they were devastated. I mean, you, you should have seen the look in these kids' eyes and, and that's just a testament to how good of a coach he is, and, and not just on the court, but off the court. I mean, these kids really bought into what he was selling, and um, and it took off. I mean, Midway had a great year this year, and then last year too. I think they started eighteen and zero. Uh, you know, we're twenty six and seven. So Chastine really laid the foundation for me. Um, so now it's just up to me to kind of keep it rolling and build off of it. You know, I, I can't beat Coach Chastine. Uh, if I try that, you know, I'm not going to be a very good coach. <laughs> what I got to do is, you know, I got to take the things I've learned from him and then Coach Jones when I was at Rudder and then Coach Mason too. It kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just like a sponge. I take stuff from everybody, steal it, and, you know, add it to what I do. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point. You don't want to try to be another coach. You got to be yourself. And uh, some advice I've also gotten those same regards was Mike Dunlap when he was at uh, TABC a couple years ago. I asked him, you know, what it, as a young head coach, what would you tell yourself? And he'd be like, "Oh, don't be too hard on yourself. You really don't figure out you don't figure out how you coach and who you are until about year six. 
I thought that was yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it took me to try to find my voice as a head coach. It took me a little bit. So that's some some wise advice there. Now, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, as far as your relationship with the players, are you gonna? You know, as a as an assistant coach, there's some things you can do and say, and you kind of maybe have more of a friend type relationship with them. What what are your thoughts about being a head coach now? Are you going to have to change, you know, how you relate to the kids, or is it just going to be kind of an extension of what you already do? What are your thoughts there? I think it is a change for me. You know, anybody that knows Coach Chastain, you know, he's a little hard nosed. <laughs> uh, he's a, and he's actually lightened up over the years, but he's still. Uh, he, he's demanding and, and he's old school in a lot of ways. So, uh, and that was a kind of change for me. You know, I, I was used to having to be the quote unquote bad guy. Um, but this year, you know, Chastine was the end quote bad guy, but he wasn't a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so Good I, cop, so, bad cop so type deal. Had to, yeah, yeah. I kind of had to, you know, come back and reinforce the guys and, you know, put my arm around them a little bit and pull them back at times. But uh, now I, I do feel like there's a transition. I have to. You know, I think detach myself a little bit because I, I, I care about the kids. That, that's my biggest deal. I get really attached to them because once you get to know them, you know their stories, their home lives, uh, things they struggle with, things they cope with and deal with. So it's like you're emotionally attached to them. But now as the head coach, you know, I kind of got to take a step back in that regard so I can see things from an overall standpoint. You know, I still want to see them on an individual basis, but um, hopefully I'll get, you know, I just got my assistant, well, finalizing getting my assistant hired and uh, hopefully he'll come in and, and he can be that good cop and I can you know be a bad cop a little bit be a little bit tougher on him like I want to um, you know and, and that's something I feel like I have a strength of you know just pushing them when I need to and then pulling them back when I need to and, um, so yeah yeah it's been it's been good yeah that is, that is a, a, a good point and and I think uh, guys that are assistant coaches that uh, are going to be head coaches and you can probably relate to this a little bit is uh one of the biggest differences between being an assistant coach and a head coach is assistant coach doesn't lose as much sleep as the head coach <laughs> yeah that's for sure uh, uh and there, that's no exaggeration i promise you it kind of felt like a, a breath of fresh air this year taking the assistant job you know i got to breathe a little bit more and any of the, the big headaches uh coach chastine had to deal with <laughs> but uh I, I got double work on my plate right now because our other assistant coach just had his baby boy, Coach Story, this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I'm on my own, and then uh, so it, I got extra work right now. But, <laughs> uh, but it is good too. I mean, I, I like like our kids. They, they were pretty good about it. You know, at first, whenever the transition happened, uh, there was a little bit of confusion. You know, they they kind of saw me as still that good guy type. But then we just we had meetings about it, and you know, I laid down my expectations for them and. And they've taken to them because they pretty much, I mean, they've had to. I mean, it's, it's either get better or get worse, and they bought into it. So Yeah. Well, let's talk about that get better mentality this, this spring. And I know some stuff you've put on social media as far as uh, weight room workouts in the morning, the guys, lots of energy and enthusiasm. And why don't you talk a little bit about your plan for, for you and your program now going into like this spring how it started out once you were announced as head coach uh, and then what your plans are going into the summer yes yeah really when we we uh you know we we had an early exit from the playoffs we got beaten first round uh so when we came back we kind of took a step back let the kids breathe a little bit um you know let them play some hit the weights a little but after spring break is really when we started 
uh, we, we started with a, kind of like a boot camp, essentially, uh, where it incorporated weights, and then we did some running at the track, uh, some bleacher things, just some toughness things. We didn't even touch a ball for two weeks. Gotcha. Uh, the kids, you know, they, they didn't like it at the time. Uh, you know, some of these kids had never ran a two-mile, so we're out there at the track, and they're having to make a time two-mile run. And, you know, at first, a couple of them didn't make it, but then, you know, they stayed, they, they said, you know, it's like I said, you know, they either have to get it done or, or not get it done. So uh, we, we set the expectation, and then they did. So after those two weeks, we started our, uh, it was like a leadership training, essentially. We got 18 kids in our varsity JV period, uh, so I put them in the groups of six. Uh, our pods. I got it from my dad. Uh, so I had a kind of, it's, it's really for getting the kids to start holding each other accountable. So I had a leader for each pod, and um, they had to hold their group accountable. If anybody from their group uh, or pod wasn't there on time or wasn't there, period, then the entire group had to run for it and make it up. Um, so And then we did this for, for two weeks. We did competitions with it. Um, we did weights, of course, but then we did a cross-court competition, uh, a full-court competition. We did a two-mile, a bleacher run. We did shooting on the gun. We did an NBA lift. We did a five-on-five was the final one. Uh, but then we did a couple other ones. So I, I scored everybody um, and scored the pods and you know held everybody accountable for it. And it was just something good to get them competing and holding each other accountable. Uh, and then we also did some work in the classroom with it, like they were in charge of uh, a certain term, like commitment, character, and collaboration were the three terms. Um, so we gave each group one term, and they had to research it and uh, look up quotes and see what they, you know, see what it meant to them. And then we had them present as a group uh, to us, to, to the other groups that were watching, the coaching staff, and then our athletic director came in too. Uh, so it's really good, you know, just getting them to start, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit. Yep. Uh, I get a lot of that from my dad. As you know, I'm pretty well. He's, he's always thinking outside the box, but <laughs> I, I think it's very effective. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, for those that don't know, uh, Matt's dad is Larry Brown, special assistant coach Chris Beard over at uh, Texas Tech, and, uh, you know, longtime Texas high school coach. He's coached uh, semi professional basketball, he's coached college basketball, he's coached national teams. Did I leave anything out? I mean, he's coached everywhere. Like, if there's a if there's a if there's a mound of dirt with like ten ants, he's putting them in teams of five. <laughs> like, <laughs> no exaggeration. He he's been everywhere under the sun, and 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 he's loved every place. Yeah, and so the idea that you know Matt can bounce ideas and have a mentor like that is uh, is is something good. And, I, and in one of our previous podcasts, uh, Tate Lombard talked about having mentors and. Whether it's a family member or not, you got to find those guys that you can turn to at any time, any moment to get some advice. And I know your dad's been that for you. So, yes, sir, yes, sir, always. He actually, when I was in Warden, he would come down every year for about a month and, and live with me. And uh, he would scout for me, scout you know the, the second round of our district teams, and he'd scout the playoff teams for me uh, and help helped a lot. But uh, the, the one bad thing about it was. He's a night owl, like he doesn't sleep very much. So, I mean, we'd be up sitting in my living room at, you know, 12, 1 a.m., uh, and he's still bouncing ideas off me. And I'm like, Dad, you know, I, I got to go to sleep. Yeah. I, I got class in the morning that I have to teach. So, uh, but it, it was still good. Um, you know, I, I love to help. I love being able to. I can always call him. We we talk you know, at least once a week. You know, like I talk, I talk to my other mentors too. Coach Jones and I talk frequently. Uh, Coach Mason and I, and then everybody I've met along the way. You know, you never know who's going to be able to give you the right piece of advice. 
So I, I think that's where building a network, uh, you know, helps yourself because you can always bounce ideas. Because if you think you know it all, you know, you're not a very good coach. Right. So, you know, you, you got to keep stealing ideas. And the only way to do it is to, to talk about them. Yeah. All right. So let's let's just recap real quick. So uh, talked a little bit about the the boot camp idea. Two weeks, uh, non basketball, but conditioning, weights, toughness, and then uh, the next the following two weeks was the leadership pods. You got uh, your your guys to do some uh, some leadership on their own, some player development and player leadership in regards to different. Uh, aspects of your program that you expect them to to hold each other accountable and that involved that in, that also involves some some weight training some conditioning but also some basketball activities is that yes sir all right good deal so going into the summer what do you expect from your team you're at a, a 6a school and uh what, what do you want your guys to do are they playing aau are they playing together what are your what are your thoughts there for your summer basketball development well, well first i i just want to make sure it's it continues, you know, we, we, you can't get complacent, you know, where we put in all this work and, uh, you know, it can't stop now because uh, that's how we'll, you know, like I said, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Um, so what we've been doing the last four weeks is we've been doing a, a pretty good routine about things. We'll get our weights in early and then on Mondays and Thursdays we do uh, individual skill development during the period and then Tuesdays and Fridays we do team development, you know, whether we're working on offensive concepts or whatever. Um, but it's all team-oriented. And then on Wednesdays, we do a co- combination of both. Uh, so we've been doing that pretty good. And then we're just trying to raise their IQ because, um, you know, kids just, they need it. I mean, I, I, in my opinion, they need to see as much as possible uh, so that they can grow. So not not only offensively, but if you're running a lot of things offensively, you're going to know how to guard it defensively. So that's what we've been really focusing on. But going into the summer, uh it, it's a little different for me here than it was at Warden. Uh, at Warden, it was a smaller town, so we kind of all played together. Uh, as a matter of fact, the entire varsity, we were all together throughout the summer. Uh, so here at a bigger school, you know, some of the kids are, they're on different teams. You know, we got a couple of kids on sneaker teams and, you know, a couple of other kids that are on uh, a couple of local teams. So they're kind of scattered a bit. Um, I also have a kid that, that's real heavily involved in church, and he does mission trips all summer. Uh, we're getting him back from Honduras on July, excuse me, June 28th, and then we're going. We've made a commitment to go to the Texas Tech team camp on June 29th through July 1st. Yeah. So it's so we're doing a couple of little things together like that, but sometimes they'll be spread out. Um, but what we're doing, what we're and what they did last summer is, we're, uh, and we're doing the same thing. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're having our strength and conditioning uh, at one o'clock. And then we'll have open gym after that. So we'll, you know, have have some stuff that they can do and lean on as far as, like, we may post a workout up on the window and just let them uh, take that and look at it. Because they're, they're pretty good about Yeah. Um, now, does, does uh, sorry to interrupt, but does the, does no. performance course or someone do that? Or does, do you have someone in your athletic department make the workouts? Or is it just you? What's the kind of who's For the said, basketball portion or the weight portion? The weight portion. The weight portion is done by our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Yoxel. Awesome. Uh, and he, he's really good. Uh, you know, he came, he's been in college for a long time, and this is his first year here. Um, and he he does a great job with our football team, basketball, everybody. He kind of oversees everybody. Cool deal. All right. Yes, sir. Awesome. 
So you're you're saying uh, you know you're going to let your players you know they're going to play on their on their teams on their select teams that they want to play on, and then you you have uh, one team camp that you want your guys to do, or is it two team camps? Well, right now we just got the one. Gotcha. Uh, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try to get another one, but we also do a hot hoops league here. Okay. So uh, the last week in May is the first week we do it, and then it goes through June. So we get five weeks of it. Uh, now we got a couple of kids, like I said, that'll be in and out, like. We got one kid, Diego Gonzalez. He's a Puerto Rican kid. And he's actually going in June to play with the Puerto Rican national team uh, on the 16U. So he'll be gone. And most of the kids have communicated what they have coming up. Um, that way we're all on the same page. That's the big thing I want. I just want them to communicate with me. Yeah. Uh, if they're not going to be there, just, just that's what we want to know, just so we don't say, hey, where is so-and-so? And that kind of goes back to that accountability deal. You know, if they're telling their teammates, you know, they're holding each other accountable, you know, it's... It, it helps the program. Yeah, and it probably helps too that it, even if a player is not there, the teammates and you know that you know they're playing basketball. Like they're yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like they're just going to lay on the beach. And uh, you know, when a guy gets back from a mission trip, you know, I'm sure that they'll rally around him and get him going again too. You know, it's like so. So it's not like they're you know the the teammates know that everybody's still has that get better mentality like you were talking about earlier yes sir yeah and, we're, and the kid that's going on the mission trips too we're giving him the air alert program <laughs> i don't think he'll have he'll have access to a weight room but he should be he's real self-motivated so i think he's going to be able to do that on his own and uh it'll show <laughs> yeah no doubt that's good stuff and it's always nice to have a plan and you know obviously coach chastine was a you know, great starting point for you at, at Midway to help out. And, uh, you know, best of luck keeping it going. This is, you yes, know, sir. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for, for your players, too, because I know you build great relationships. And uh, one of the things that I, I love about you is you're a relationship recruiter. That's how you recruit your players in your program. You know, you yes, sir. you yeah. recruit them on relationships. And uh, and so that's a, that's a great asset that you have there. I like that term too. I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> trademark, trademark. No, go ahead, steal it, steal it. Not trademark. <laughs> now, uh, I guess b- before I let you go, any anything you want to tell us in regards to maybe the and you were talking about no no uh, tough questions, but what's some of the best what's some of the best advice you've gotten in the business? What are some of the things that stick with you that coaches or mentors have told you in regards to coaching? What's some of the best advice? Well, I, I think the best thing is, like you just said, you know, be a relationship recruiter. You know, if you build those relationships, <laughs> you know, that, honestly, I mean, that's the thing Jones taught me at, at Rudder. You know, it, when I came out of college, I, I was like, oh, crap, you know, I got all these ideas, basketball terms that I knew. And, you know, I was like, I, I, I remember flying on a plane the summer before my first job at Rudder, my first year at Rudder, and I had written down like 50 terms that I was going to, you know, make make sure that the kids knew a show screen, a ghost screen, or what you know, all kind of stuff. Then I get in there, and uh, basketball is the last thing you get to do. You know, <laughs> you, you got a lesson plan, you got to teach, you got to you know worry, you got to get to know this kid. You got to you know, you're wondering is he eating at home? Uh, this kid comes in, he's upset. What's the issue? Did he sleep? Where did he stay last night? I mean, so so the the biggest thing is. Is just understanding that you're not going to get to do basketball until the end, um, and, and that's uh, you know once I finally got a hold of that, you know that's when I really understood what coaching was about. It's not just X and knowing, because uh, because I mean it's an old saying, you know they don't they don't care what you know until they know that you care, 
but it's true. You know, and it'll remain true. Um, so it doesn't matter what's in your head. Just you know, matters what you can get through to them. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, Matt. That was good stuff. All right. Thanks, Pete. Thanks.